I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So today we are going to spend the vast majority of today's episode discussing the Trump charges and uh, everything to do with them. I mean, we're going to break down literally everything from Trump's reaction to the charges to what the charges actually are, what they stem from, the timeline of things, sentencing, etc. So there's a lot to go over here. But before I jump into all that, I wanted to remind you guys that we are sponsored by Liquid IV. They help make our show possible and they are a product that I've loved genuinely for years. There's no better feeling for me personally than to wake up, reach for my giant Stanley cup, pour in some liquid IV and pour in some ice cold water. That way I know I'm not just getting water, but I'm getting a ton of vitamins right in the morning and helping my water to go further with liquid IV. So if you want to shop it 20% off, want to try it for the first time, or if you're like, dude, I've been using liquid IV for years. I just want a discount code. Our code is 20% off and it is du jour. That's D-U-J-O-U-R. And it is also linked in our show notes. Happy shopping and thank you guys for supporting our show. Now, without further ado, we will go ahead and jump into Trump's charges in Georgia. So the indictment of Trump in Georgia came more quickly than we thought or than I thought it would. It was being reported that the grand jury would be meeting this week to discuss things. So I was assuming we'd hear back from them more towards the end of the week. But no, they turned things around really quickly. That said, I have heard quite a bit about Fonnie T. Willis, the woman at the helm of this indictment. She really took her time to put this case together. You see, she has a background in racketeering specifically, and we're going to get into what all that means and what it what it is. But she builds this kind of case on the regular. This is her bread and butter, her M.O. And so she really knows what is required to prove a case in court. So she took her time in assembling her case before she brought these charges to the grand jury or her case to the grand jury. And I think that will probably serve her well in the long run. And it is in stark contrast to Jack Smith, who's someone who is known for moving very quickly. So what exactly are these new charges against Trump and what did he have to say about them? Let's get into the details. Well, Trump is now facing his fourth indictment. And if you're at all confused about all these different charges and different indictments, we are planning to break down all of them on our social media soon. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you're following the handle at newsdujour.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. 
But these new charges allege that President Trump, along with 18 co-conspirators, were trying to overthrow the election results. The specific charges, however, are more akin to what you might see a mob boss facing rather than a former president. Trump has been charged with building a quote-unquote criminal enterprise and essentially racketeering. Basically, these charges mean that Trump used a bunch of smaller crimes to achieve a much larger criminal goal. Like if we use the mob boss analogy as an example, a mob boss might steal or lie to a police officer or commit tax fraud in order to hide something much bigger that is going on behind the scenes. So the so-called criminal enterprise is that bigger crime that they would be hiding. So that is what Trump is being accused of. He committed smaller election-related offenses in order to achieve the larger goal of staying in the White House illegally. The fine print on this indictment went into detail on eight different ways that these defendants attempted to change the results of the election. Things like lying to the Georgia state legislature, lying to state officials, breaching the election machines, which we talked about in depth on Monday, the false electors, harassing poll workers, engaging in a cover up of all of this, and even soliciting different officials to conspire in this scheme. What's more, this indictment mentions crimes that took place in at least six other states and Washington, D.C., so that may prompt these other states to bring charges as well. There are 13 counts against Trump specifically and 41 counts total in this indictment. Some of these charges range in sentencing from 5 to 20 years, so these are very serious criminal charges. Now, I don't know if you guys had thought this far ahead yet or not, but I know that I was wondering if Trump really thought he had won the election and that there was this big, you know, fraud that was happening, he wouldn't technically be lying to these people. What if he thought he was telling the truth? Would they have to prove that he knew he was lying about these things? And the short answer is no. MSNBC used a great analogy on their show basically saying that if you thought the bank owed you money and you genuinely thought they had your money that they owed to you, you still cannot go and rob them. You have to work through the court system to get appropriate restitution and everything on the record. If you break the law, you break the law. Doesn't really matter the why behind it. And the charges of pressuring election officials and breaking into voting machines, well, it's all illegal. And it doesn't matter if Trump thought he had won. He still can't do those things. Plus, it seems that there is ample evidence, you know, three different eyewitnesses from his team who claim he did understand that he had lost the election because he told them so. Fonnie T. Willis, the DA bringing these charges, has said that she hopes to have a trial within the next six months, which, oh my God, that would be truly insane. Honestly, it may not even be possible due to all the legal woes that Trump is facing right now. He is a little busy, to say the least, especially for an almost 80-year-old man. Here's why these state charges, though, might actually be more significant than his federal level charges. 
You see, when you're president, you are in charge of the Justice Department. So you could throw out federal cases and maybe even pardon yourself. However, as president, Trump would not be in charge of the state of Georgia. So those charges are not ones that he could really do anything about if he were to regain the presidency. He would definitely not be able to pardon himself from these charges. So as you can imagine, Trump is pretty peeved about this. He made many efforts to try and stop these charges from happening in the first place, but all of them failed. So how has he reacted to this? Well, of course, he told all on Truth Social. So here are some sort of excerpts from things that Trump has posted about this on Truth Social, but I'm sure there'll be more to come. Quote, The racist and corrupt district attorney of Fulton County, which has turned out to be a murder capital of the world among the highest violent crime levels anywhere in our country, just opened a fundraising site in order to benefit off the things she is most campaigned on. I will get Donald Trump. End quote. He went on to say, quote, 19 people were indicted. The whole world is laughing at the United States as they see how corrupt and horrible a place it has turned out to be under the leadership of crooked Joe Biden, end quote. And he described this as, quote, the next chapter in a book of lies, end quote. Well, safe to say he's not thrilled. We will definitely keep you guys posted as far as the details when more details come to light. I'm guessing there will be further revelations as America has time to go through the fine print of these charges. Stay tuned. And for our last story today, Montana's youth came and conquered. So if you guys remember, a group of Montana young people were actually suing the government there. They were making the claim that Montana conducting more drilling for oil and gas was unconstitutional. Why? Well, because Montana's state constitution vows to protect, quote, the right to a clean and healthful environment, end quote. And these kids argue that drilling and the use of fossil fuels generally puts their health at risk. And this is not the only lawsuit of its kind. There are many such suits coming out against various major companies, you know, ExxonMobil, etc., and governments around the world as well. The science has been around for decades, warning us that we needed to cut back on our emissions. And now we are starting to see climate-related deaths happening all over the world en masse and people's lives becoming increasingly dedicated or dictated to by erratic weather patterns and storms. This is not what young people signed up for. And they are understandably blaming those who came before them who did nothing. The Montana AG's office said they plan to appeal this decision up to the Supreme Court. That said, this case is definitely making waves and could affect how other cases are tried world over. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Health is not valued until sickness comes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. 
a rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, 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 o